Hello and welcome to Oh Mother Where Art Thou, the Barcelona-based podcast about life as a parent, what we do for fun and where to go for help. I'm Lucy, I'm your host and you're listening to episode 5. Coming up is the wonderful Maria, also known as Con Eme de Madre, a young mother extraordinaire with five kids from Madrid, married to a Catalan and blogging as she goes. We chat about her day-to-day life in a massive family, how she manages five children and how she stays sane. Maria answers some of my questions about Catalan Christmas traditions and I ask her some of your real questions about being a mum of five. For more information or to contact me, go straight to omotherbarcelona.com. So here's the interview. Thank you so much for coming to Oh Mother, Where Art Thou? Yay! (laughs) Thank you for being my first mummy blogger guest, which is really exciting. We have someone else here today as well. Yay, we do. We have Rocío, little, my little baby girl who's just like uh, one month old. So uh... And she is gorgeous, sleeping <laughs> away perfectly. So I've wanted to interview you because you have five children. This is Rocío. Rocío, is that right? That's right, yeah. Rocío is your fifth child? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's amazing. How's it going with Rocío? Well, it's pretty smooth, actually. I mean, when it's like more than your second child, everything runs smoothly. And for me, it was worse to have only like one child or two. I mean, the fifth one is like easy peasy. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, Seriously. it's not as much work as you would think. I mean, because it's not like when you have one child, you have this amount of work. And when you have five, it's like times five. It's not like that. It's not because um, well I also have older ones so they kind of help me on some things not majorly but um, I'm more relaxed I'm way more relaxed than I was when I only had one or two I mean you and can be like that I mean that is tricked when you have that many children because you have to be super relaxed no? um, kind of yeah they make you be super relaxed and patient <laughs> I mean you have to be or else you go nuts how old are your children uh, the oldest one is eight, the other one is seven, then five, and then two and a half, and then this little one. And one do you month. remember their names? <laughs> <laughs> I do, but when they ask me, when were they born, I'm like, oh, that's a difficult <laughs> one. birthdays. <laughs> Must you ask that? <laughs> um, so but, what, yeah. what are their names? Uh, the oldest one is called Yago. It Yago. means Santiago. Mm-hmm. The other one is Edu, Edward. The other one is Blanca. Uh, the other one is Diego, which is kind of like the same as Diego, but it's a different name. And then Rocío, a very typical name from the south of Spain. Um, I'm not from there, by the way, but we just like that name. <laughs> so where are you from? I'm from Madrid. From Madrid. Yeah. And so how long have you been in Barcelona? Probably like 14 or 15 years. Yeah? Yeah, it almost feels as if I were a Catalan, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you Did you move here with your partner? No, no. I mean, I was living here with my family because my dad got transferred like every three or four years. And uh, his last destination was um, Barcelona. And we were here for three years. And then on our third year, I met um, Jauma, who was like, well, my boyfriend then. And uh, I was like, I'm staying here. I mean, I don't care where you're going. And then they went back to Madrid and I'm like, I'm staying. I know that for sure. I mean, I've and met... How old were you one. then? 21 or 20... Yeah, 21 probably. Yes. Yeah, so I was you, a child. You saw him and you were like, I'm going to have five babies with him. No, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I mean, I never... We really... People think that we planned this, but we haven't actually. It just right. came naturally, seriously. I mean, uh, I knew I wanted like... Two girls at least, or maybe three girls. Yeah. That was maybe in romantic. Specifically girls. <laughs> <laughs> but 
and then he will have three boys. Three boys and two <laughs> and girls. Two girls, so not so bad. Brilliant. I just that when I met my the one who's my husband now, I knew that he would be the dad of my children and um Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was the one. I mean, yeah, that's nice. I saw it very. Clear. And so is he Catalan? Yeah, even though he's Catalan, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I am from Madrid, so that's a big thing. <laughs> is it? Is it like El Clasico? No. Yeah, but uh, we get along and so on. <laughs> we have five children, so. <laughs> you have lots of siblings. Well, I'm the oldest of seven, ah. so that kind of does something. Yeah. yeah. And what about your partner? Um, no, there are only two. Okay, so he's like, this is crazy, but you're used to it. You're yeah, used to for the... me, it's like, that's Normal. what I've grown up with. So it comes pretty natural. Yeah. No, <laughs> but it's not good. the same when you've been raised like that. And when you actually become the mom and you have all this responsibility. You appreciate your mother. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like think of my mom every day and I'm like, mom, how did you do this? And then she tells me, well, you know, and she's like, I don't actually know how I do it either. <laughs> <Yeah>. But... <laughs> But it's true that nowadays we have like way more facilities than they did, you know. I mean, yeah, but also more worries. Yeah, I think that's more true. stress, yeah. more pressure, yeah. more yeah, expectation. More yeah, I think you know, and like most of more us, guilt. We, yeah, that too. We'll talk about that yeah. later. So, where do you live now? I live in San Juan del Valles, yeah, which um, is uh, like the surroundings of Barcelona. Uh, it's a very nice area with loads of kids, so very kids friendly. Is it a big house? No, it's not. I mean, it's like 100 square meters. It's not that much. I mean, uh, so yeah, we've got four rooms, um, tiny rooms. I mean, it's not like super big rooms. I mean, they, my kids can't even get to study there. So they must yeah. share rooms. So, yeah. so how, do you, how do you manage that? The two big ones, they're together. And then Blanca is supposed to be with Diego. It's just that Diego still like kind of co-sleeps with us eventually. And he's two, yeah? And he's two and a half, yeah. We've got a bank bed, but he doesn't like it. He prefers being with us which I understand. <laughs> especially now, no? And yeah, especially now. He's a bit jealous. So um, he comes and goes. It's a bit crazy at night. But um, And then Rocio is sleeping with us, of course. And then I got an extra room for like, you know, in case someone comes for a sleepover or whatever. Or Yago can get to study like in a <laughs> serious room with like no distractions. Yeah. yeah. Or else we just do homework in the kitchen and then I can get to control them. <laughs> But no, we don't live in such a big house. I mean, I prefer to like see them all and control them. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we do have like some common areas with like a common pool, which is perfect for the summer here. Because oh, nice. in yeah. Barcelona, you know how you have like an extended summer, like from May to October. Yeah. You can, well, at least my children go down to the pool like all the time. <laughs> we were looking for that when we moved to San Cugat. You sort of need it with that many kids. Do you have your husband's family here um yeah we have his mom here but she well she doesn't really help you know she lives her own life kind of thing so i'm pretty much all by myself here but i kind of prefer it you know because i started off like this and i'm pretty independent now i like to do things my own way and if i had had help from the very beginning i'd probably need it but since i'm not used to having it for me it's normal to just always be like alone kind so of thing. you don't so you don't have any childcare or help i or do now because when she was born I was like I think I need help now yeah. <laughs> the time has come when I need help but up until now I could do pretty much like all by all myself all the school pickups and everything everything this summer was pretty hectic I, I mean I'm not gonna lie I mean me being super pregnant with a huge belly and the four of them was kind of too much <laughs> 
But when she was born, I was like, mm, I need help now. At least yeah. like for a couple of months, you know, because I'm breastfeeding and, you know, for me that's really important. And I want her to have all my attention. But I mean, it's not like she does either. I mean, <laughs> even with two adults, it's like we don't stop, you know. It's like there's always yeah. something to be done, you know. You're completely outnumbered. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, I can't even pee by myself, you know. I wish I did this morning. I was in the toilet and I'm like, guys, I need intimacy. For God's sake, do you know what that is? I need to pee. <laughs> oh yeah, we've all been there. But yeah. So Rothio is how old? She's turning one month this weekend. <laughs> so you are a super mama, being here, being out. To- oh hello. Say hi. Hello Rothio. <laughs> she just opened her huge eyes hello, now. Sweetheart. I don't know what Look she's just staring at. It's amazing. <laughs> hello. I got super hairy children. Love <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> She's gorgeous. That's our trademark. (laughs) Are you happy to have another girl? Oh, yeah. So happy. I really wanted a girl. I mean, my first girl, I mean, when they told me she was a girl, I was like crying nonstop. I'm like, oh, my God, really? I thought I I just couldn't make girls. But (laughs) now that I have a girl, I know that I can make girls. And when I had a second one, I was so happy. You want to hold her? (laughs) Lucy's looking at me (laughs) right now like, oh, she's The baby's just finished breastfeeding and she's just like... Drunk with milk. You forget this, right? Yeah, you forget. You forget they're so tiny. (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely past wanting another one, I think. Like, I don't feel broody like I have in the past. (laughs) But she's just gorgeous. Hello. I love a baby. Yeah. Well, (laughs) this is definitely the first time I've done a podcast with a baby in my arms. (laughs) It's gorgeous. And you see, it's easy. Well, right now it's easy. Yeah, it's a really easy age, isn't it? Yeah. For me, it's the easiest, actually. No problem. Problem. I mean, with my first one, I, I, I didn't leave home, like, mm, I don't know, for how long. Well, for a month, I was pretty much locked up at home, like, ooh, I'm so scared to go out on the street, you know? Yeah, scared to breastfeed in public. I was just, I everything was, like, was just made you nervous, didn't it, the first time? I was, like, so scared and so insecure about myself and what was going to happen if, you know? We didn't go out for, like, over a year, I think. I now go to the movies. I do everything with her, everything. You can do it. It's yeah. not like she doesn't. Just let when you. they start moving, that it becomes a bit more. Difficult. When they're over like eight months or something, then it's like the tricky timing. But up until then, you can take them anywhere. I mean, I go to yeah. get waxed and everything with her. I'm in the church with her. I go into the confession with her. Everything with her. I mean, a happy mom is like the best you can give mm-hmm. your children. You know, if you're yeah. relaxed, they'll be relaxed too. Is that a lesson that you've learned over the different yeah. babies? Yeah. When do you think you learned yeah. that? I think with my last child, probably. With <laughs> with the other one with Diego yeah because I was always like so devoted and so like trying to do the best for them that I forgot about myself you know it's kind of easy to get carried away by that because I don't know you just eventually like lose yourself and you don't realize that you have needs but you get used to like your needs not being covered and you're like it's okay you know I won't eat I won't sleep I won't do anything you know it's important to keep your mental health okay you know I think that me and mom is is very tired physically but also psychologically like no one really prepares you for that you're taught how to do during pregnancy but not what to do 
afterwards, you know? I, I need to like have my own time, even if I just want to get my nails done or yeah. if I just want to be in the bathroom myself, you know, and take a bath, whatever. But you need to like care for yourself. Yeah, give I your time. Agree. I don't do enough of that at the moment. Doing do stuff for myself is just like starting to be um, a last priority. And uh, I went to Mumments recently. I know you've been as right, well, haven't you? And right. I was just like, well, this is a good... It's a good combination, <laughs> yeah, right? good combo. I could do this more often. What are the difficulties of adding a new member to your family? It's not so much the logistics because that's kind of like, that runs by itself. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like controlling the jealousy from the little ones, at least in my case. I mean, the other ones are used to having new brothers or sisters and they cope with it better mm-hmm. but like for me like the hardest part is to cope with the jealousy of the smallest one because the, your toddler your yeah, yeah because um i win him a couple of months ago when he's still pretty dependent on me and we do everything well not everything together because he's in the kindergarten but um we take baths together and you need to still give him that time even though you're with a very demanding baby so um What's their age difference? Two years. Two years and... Two years and something. Two years and five months or something like yeah. that. Yeah. That's pretty much yeah. the same gap difference as all of them. I mean, between the first and the second, I know for sure that there's 15 months gap because you don't forget that. <laughs> you don't want to go back <laughs> through that insane. ever again. <laughs> That's insane. Apart from that, it's pretty like much like two years, two, two years and a half. Yeah. Oscar and is... Sam are two years and three months. So it's about the same. Well, that's kind of reasonable. But if it's yeah. less than um, two years, it's a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so they're your oldest two. So you did that bang, bang. Was that <laughs> the, yeah. on bam, purpose? Bam, exactly. On no, purpose? I mean, it's just that the first one, he, he was so nice. He, he, he was like <laughs> always leaping that he like kind of cheated us, you know, like... <laughs> I'm like, how was I to know? <laughs> the second one was terrible. And then I was like, oh, I should have known. But how could I know? Probably the, my biggest challenge as a mom came with him. And then after that, everything came slightly easier. Which new baby was the most difficult for you and your family to adjust to? That was definitely Edu, the second one, like I said. I mean, the sleeping really made us crazy. And also because I lived in Sardanola by that time and I didn't, I don't have family or I didn't have friends pretty much because um, I was really young. I was like, what, 24, 25 or something. So uh, my friends, they were still like going out and enjoying their lives. And I was a mom with of two. I was like, you know, people would look up at me in the streets like, what are you doing with two kids? You know, mm. you didn't plan this. And I'm like, no, I wanted this. I just didn't know it was going to be this hard. But like, I was really alone by that time and loneliness is hard you know when it comes to mumming mm. because you need to share everything you know and and when you're alone for the whole day and your husband is working and you don't see him it's like who do you talk to you know yeah and um, i i do think like from my experience having my second child as well i do think that there's a huge shift in your mindset in everything like you've been completely able to concentrate on one baby and then all of a sudden there's another one i felt that there was this like I was torn between trying to provide the same experiences that Oscar had had for the last two and a half or two years Mm -hmm. and then trying to give the new baby the same experiences that Oscar had when he was a baby and obviously those experiences are all going to change and that was a huge learning curve for me Mm. to be like 
I can't replicate. I have to just create this new thing, this new mm. family. Yeah, I think it's also got to do with like, I think that women in the past, they, they lived together and you were used to like seeing your grandmother and your aunt or your cousins and everything. And nowadays we live more separate and you haven't heard so many stories about pregnancies or babies or like concrete stuff that you actually need on your everyday life, you know? And um, I mean, at the end of the day, you just learn from your own experiences and you learn how to do it like the best you can but I wish we had more help in that sense that's why when you meet other moms in like meetings like moments like you mentioned you feel like you know you're not alone and you're not the only one who's going through that and you I think that you need to see other moms at this stage you know yeah. if you talk about it with someone you know even if they don't if they're not going through exactly the same thing at least you're just relieved and you know it's I mean, also really helpful for you to see other babies that age you know yeah, for you to, to see, see how they behave and yes to hear about how mo other mums are coping with different and potential future experiences you might have it makes exactly. you feel a bit relieved that you know exactly. there's someone's doing it first and you can you can listen to what they've got to say yeah it's, mm. it's to I'm totally on board with as many groups as possible it's why mm. I run a the brunch on Wednesdays I did it because with my first with Oscar I was on bed rest for three months in the pregnancy right so I didn't meet anyone pregnant right. and I was so you just, missed that part yeah I missed I missed that whole stage oh. and then when I had him I knew one friend with a baby it was just a need of mine and I'm quite a social person anyway I've always run events and so um I just felt like I needed to have people around me that were doing the same thing as me and so that's why I just decided it has to be a free and open group so that's why I still run it well done well yeah done. I mean as women we need to express our feelings and everything maybe men don't need it but we do i mean we certainly do and there's a social part of mothering that yeah. um i think is like caveman you know like it's so old it's like we need to be in circles talking together about mm -hmm. mother motherhood mm -hmm. and about and showing our our babies to each other and mm -hmm. holding each other's babies it's like it feels a natural mm -hmm. process so we should do it as much as possible yeah definitely <laughs> What does a normal day look like for you? Like a school day, yeah. let's say. A school day. Okay, I have to say that I start off kind of relaxed because I'm lucky that my husband, he just does it all, you know. Well, of course, the older ones, they they do stuff by themselves, you know. They wake up, they get dressed, and they, have, they make breakfast themselves. Um, but still, you have to, like, supervise everything. Um, and I just stay in bed hearing all this stress and noise, like, ah! do this do that oh do i mean i used to like do stuff in the mornings but now i just like lay in bed and just keep cool and like, hmm your thing to do that's good it's good good husbanding <laughs> today i mean he even braided my daughter's hair i was like wow well done finally <laughs> <laughs> and then when they've all left the when building they left i'm like yeah let's go party no um i take like a, a slow breakfast which is important for me to like take my time and start off the day properly i clean the house and like well you know there's always stuff to do at home you know you would like never leave home but um so is your two-year-old there as well no no he goes to school well Nursery. kindergarten uh so i'm only with her and um 
During the day, I do my blogging. I get invited to events. Then I have lunch, and then well, I try to bathe there in the morning because the afternoons are a bit more hectic. Like that. <laughs> mornings are kind of chilled. Well, depending on what I choose to do, because I'm pretty active and I like to do many things. And for me, it's natural. I like it. I mean, if I could, I would be going to the gym right now. I'm very active, even though I'm not getting any sleep. But it's not only that I want to get rid of all this fat, but um, I need it. Like I need the adrenaline going. You know, uh, makes I mean, you walk into a, um, your house in a different mood, doesn't it? When yeah, you, do you don't scream as much. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no, seriously, I mean it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like having a massage or, or yeah. doing a yoga session. It's like a relaxing. Yeah, it my husband you is like, you need to go back to the gym. I want you happy as you were before. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> what happens at school time? I Are they pick all at them the same all, school? Kind of, but you don't. I don't pick them up in the same place exactly. But they're all kind of like nearby. But yeah, once they're all in my car, then we go home and I've decided that I'm not going to do anything after school besides going home. I mean, you don't do any clubs? No, no, nothing at all. I mean, uh, I wish I could, but um, the logistics are complicated and I'm not going to like... Oh yeah, because if you do one for one, then you'll be... Exactly. I would have, I mean, either I have them all in, you know, like doing stuff or nothing and I prefer nothing. It's cheaper and (laughs) also for my mental health, you know, I need to have them all at home and the older ones, they got homework every day so for me it's easier to just go home you know get on with the homework and then when they're done with that then they can and are they happy play. with that yeah i mean they've always done that so for them it's you know what we do you know i i don't get stressed with going to the supermarket with them all or anything i i've, I've done that in the past but i've learned a lesson and um it's better to just stay at home and do nothing yeah it's, it's a good not, lesson for me it works and i've learned from my experience in the past and i prefer to not be so well, you know, to want to do so many things. Do you put your kids to bed at a sort of yeah. reasonable hour compared yeah. to most Spanish people? I do, I do. I'm a bit of a freak in that sense. But um, I come from a big family and that's what I've seen with my mom and us. And I think that children need to get like some hours of sleep. And um, then you also need your own personal time to do stuff, you know? Yeah, to, like, absolutely. Watch Especially- TV, whatever, be with your husband, talk about like grown-up things. So I try to put them in bed at 8.30. Maybe I let the, the older one um, read for a while until 9 maximum. But I mean, I'm, I'm tired at night, you know. I mean, I don't have their energy. Especially so. now. Especially now, yeah. So now you have hired someone to help you. What do they do? Yeah. Do they just help at home or pick the kids up? Or? Um, no, I do the pickups. I believe that's like my thing to do. And it's my time to socialize with other moms too. So I yeah. need that. I force myself to like dress up. And, yeah. and see other moms there and then my children are like why do you keep on talking to every single mom I'm like don't you like talking to your friends I need this time for myself too you know that's when I get to talk to moms um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so what does the woman who helps me in the afternoon do um, we divide up pretty much I uh, she stays with the two little ones and I'm doing homework with the two bigger ones while I'm cooking dinner so I'm kind of multitasking baby dinners and the two big ones. That's good, um, no? It, it yeah. must take the pressure off a little bit. Actually, it does. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't think it, it, it. I'd be so happy now, but I'm so relaxed now. I was really like with having a lot of pressure before. Wow, I'm happy now. I can actually smile. I'm so relaxed. I can freaking smile. Yeah, uh, I, I want to do stuff. I want to watch a movie or something. It's so important to ask for help <laughs> and to realize when you need help. I felt that I was going to be like a less mom or worst mom if I asked for 
for help but for me now it's like no I'm, I'm a better mom because I have fel- help you know yeah. yeah do you get invited to parties yeah constantly like birthday parties at yeah, school yeah like three per week so do you it's crazy <laughs> there's so many kids as well yeah <laughs> that's um, true yeah so do you all go yeah we do I always ask if we can all go if not then only one goes and, and what about cars what sort of car do you have we have a pretty much normal size car I mean we have two cars one for my husband all right okay. and then I have a big one but it's not actually that big I mean when people see you're like whoa how can you fit seven seats there I'm like well we can I mean we don't really have like much room space for like strollers or anything that's why I have this one that's like um it converts in like into just a car seat but I mean uh when we go to Madrid or where we when we go on holidays to Madrid which is the only place we go on holidays <laughs> it's like woo big deal uh, we have this thing at the top this big thing oh, the rack uh, yeah the rack you so call it for your luggage um, so we ha- we use that but I mean we have a pretty normal size car so apart from Madrid you don't go on holidays no no is that just because <laughs> it's so so many so so much logistics no yeah I mean uh, first of all uh, I need I want to see my family because I don't see them during the year and then I mean we have never like never ever been able to afford anything else so that's our holidays and it's good enough you know and we, we live here <laughs> I mean you got I mean it's not like we go to the beach that much but um our holidays are always uh, one week uh, for summer and one week for Christmas and that's it in Madrid in Madrid in summer it's super hot in winter it's super cold but that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's good no we do similar with with England getting <laughs> the best way <laughs> and it's really nice and then um, my husband's family come over for Christmas or King's Day they're coming King's Day this year talking about Christmas you're an experienced mama. you've got kids in school here your husband's Catalan yeah. so I've got I've got all these questions because Oscar's coming home and singing Cagatillo right and I've always seen it at the markets and laughed and had a vague understanding about what everything is but now he's asking me or not asking me he's talking about it and I would like to be able to know and talk about it properly with him so do you think you could explain a few things for me (laughs) sure or or as much as you know right yeah as much as I know (laughs) yeah so let's talk about what you do over Christmas do you do anything for advent um yeah we try to do the the calendar advent each of them have once they eat the chocolate and we try to explain to them our traditions and everything and then on the 24th Noche Buena Noche Buena Noche Buena that's what they call Christmas Eve isn't it exactly so it's like the good night exactly good oh, night nice. for my family that's like the most important day is it ever yeah In, for your for family Christmas. from madrid from madrid right but over here it's funny because they don't celebrate that day but like in catalonia they have many traditions but they celebrate the 25th and the 26th which is san esteban they celebrate those two days st stephen yeah yeah so In we call that boxing day oh right, right? so it's the day after christmas day right yeah. that's actually like i would say is the most important day for catalan people so it's why a, what do they do they eat loads basically I mean no really they do I mean they eat loads on the 25th but on the 26th it's even more here they have all these culinary traditions that are very strong mm-hmm. and like it, each single day has its own specific food and it's on, on the 26th you have to eat canelones Really? Yeah. Canelones. Canelones, yeah. Right, okay. You on, l- on Boxing Day, on the 26th, you have yeah. to eat canelones, right? Yeah, I okay. mean, and it cannot be like, you know, just some random canelones that you buy anywhere in the store. You have to make them. It's like moms and grandmas are expected to, like, cook them. <laughs> 
Yeah. What about Christmas Day? Is there a specific food? No, just seafood, basically. Seafood? Yeah, it kind of depends on the family. And then they open the presents on the so 25th. When? Ah, when, when? Before lunch or after lunch. Not first thing in the morning? No, because it's usually midday. Yeah, because you have the cagatillo, which yeah. is this this funny piece of wood <laughs> with eyes, with two eyes and a blanket over it. Yeah. You're supposed to have it in your house, like, and you're supposed to feed him during the month. So you feed him every day with mandarins pieces of bread whatever I, I don't do that I mean I don't feed him every right. day and but when we go to my mother-in-law place um, we feed him that day you have a, like a big what you call it un palo a like stick. a long stick yeah. and you the tradition says you like pray three Hail Marys and then you you hit the cagatio mm-hmm. and then he kind of thanks you with presents he shits presents exactly it's, <laughs> it, it's such a bad expression I don't like but he, he literally does shit sweets, exactly, doesn't he? Exactly. Not only sweets, but like actual presents. presents. as well. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just sweets because of the song. I think the, the original tradition was that he only shitted like sweet stuff. But yeah, like turron or... Turron, ame, dried fruits, whatever. But now it's like maybe gotten more commercial and it's just like presents of all sorts. And the song <laughs> they sing, the song that Oscar's singing, do they do that when they're hitting it? Mm-hmm. Of course. Right, they okay. have to be singing that while they're hitting the the stick right okay yeah it's funny to see it i mean i see my children doing that and i'm like what the hell are they doing yeah <laughs> if you see it from the outside it really doesn't make any sense so that's why they have all the different sizes at the market mm-hmm. so that you can start, start <laughs> small really small and keep feeding it and then it gets bigger and bigger is that how it works yeah some people do that i asked quite a few different mums and one of them was saying that they get the piece of wood from the forest mm-hmm. and then they decorate it themselves mm-hmm. it's a really intense tradition it is. <laughs> I've never done that. Okay, so that's the cacatillo. Um, any idea where it comes from, the story? No. I was I'm reading and it, and it said something about how it comes from how wood gives light and heat and how it's like an all-giving um, source of energy mm. and perhaps that it's a celebration of nature and what it can provide. Mm, makes sense. I like to think it's that, but I've just <laughs> basically read, read, read that and I don't know if it was made <laughs> up or not. I think that sounds nice. And the Kaganair. So Mm -hmm. this is another thing that Mm -hmm. I have seen over the last few Christmases, and I am sure I will have to explain again this Christmas (laughs) to Oscar, and maybe even Sam now, to see a little man... Pooing. Sitting, yeah, in in the nativity scene. So every nativity scene here in Catalonia would have one? Pretty much, not at my place, though. Um... So just to clarify, for anyone who has not seen it or doesn't understand what I'm talking about, when you see a nativity scene in your local neighbourhood, or there's some in right in the centre of Barcelona that are really big, you will always find in Catalonia a little farmer that is bending down and there is a real well not real but a a pile of caca right underneath him as if he's just doing a shit at the same time as Jesus's birth and I have always wondered why he's on there Uh, but it seems to be um, a really important part of a nativity scene here yeah at least here I mean um, someone told me this is I'm gonna read this because I didn't know this that it's a way of like asking the upcoming year like for the agriculture to work well Ah, something about farming. It doesn't match with the whole thing, <laughs> but it's just there. And people think it's funny. And and kids, they look for it. 
Yeah, it's like um, it's quite. It's where it creates is it? interest. Suppose it creates interest in the kids. Yeah, but very, very strange. So tell me, so tell me about King's Day. So you've done Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, um, Boxing Day. Then um, there's like a week of just eating and drinking, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then we also celebrate the thirty first. Okay, yeah. That's also a big thing. Noche. Vieja, like an old night, like the last night of the year. In Madrid, we dress up loads. There are always big parties. Here, they don't dress up that much, but they also have parties going on for Noche Vieja. And then uh, on the 1st of January, at my family, we also have a special lunch. So, I mean, it's quite intense. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the 6th, the kings come and... Um, Wait, they come on the 5th, though, no? On the 5th at night. Mm-hmm. And then you see, you get to open the presents on the 6th in the morning. Imagine that someone's listening and they didn't even know this existed. I remember the first year I was here. I was like, why are they still shopping? <laughs> <laughs> why are people still shopping? It's like the 4th of January. What's going on? So you didn't and understand they were anything. crazy. In the shops, it was going mad. It was busier than before Christmas. Right. And so I was completely confused. And then you ask people and they say there's this amazing parade and you go to the city centre parade and it's just stunning and like nothing you've seen before. And you and there's like stages to it where um, like at the start they even have a place where you can give your dummies in, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? So people, all these babies giving their dummies to the kings. And, and then the, as it goes on, there's a place where you, there's a, a section where you can leave your letter. letters. During Christmas, you get like sections all over the places. I mean, toy stores, at schools even. I mean, and my school, we even where have you like, it. you actually have the bajes, which are like the helpers from the kings. You give them your letter and that's a big deal for children too. Yeah. It's like, you know, you get to speak to the Baje, you tell them your secrets. So on the <clears> sixth <throat> day, when you go to a parade, I mean, it's like, wow, big deal. So on the fifth, you go to the parade. Yeah, sorry, yeah, on, yeah, on the yeah, fifth, I yeah. meant. On the fifth, you go to the parade. Uh, Here in Badalona, the, they arrive on the on boats and they arrive in... in really? Yeah, they arrive oh. on boats here and then the parade goes through the city and it's the same in town, isn't it? They arrive in Barceloneta. Right. And you can see, so that's like a four o'clock early right. way to see the kings if you don't want to do the late night right. with the kids type thing. And then, yeah, you can stand stand in the street and it takes, what? Forever. <laughs> forever to it's pass It's freezing you. cold. Yeah. And if you're really clever, you can find a restaurant with an upstairs that <laughs> looks out on it onto one of them. But, um, but so do you always go to your parade, your yeah. local parade? Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, there's always. no way you miss it. I mean, it's like... Forget about your birthday. No, you don't do that. I mean, you yeah. don't miss the parade. I mean, and like like you said, uh, there's a parade in each single city, each single village, and you get them everywhere. There are all sorts of sizes of it. It was on the news. Of course. It I was mean, on the news talking as if, you know, they were They real. were real. <laughs> of course. I mean, they're real. <laughs> it's, I think it's nice how the whole society, well, I see it that way anyway, but I think it's nice how, how everyone is like, all the adults, we are trying to keep this secret yeah, for them definitely. and even though you're a mom and you know because you're the one in charge of all the presents and even though you know who, who's gonna get each thing still it's, a, it's so like, exciting wow. <laughs> wow. i want to see their faces <laughs> yeah it's really good do you do, you do presents 
from family members or just mm-hmm. Cagatio and um, yeah. the kings? My mother-in-law, she buys them so many presents. It's, uh, that, that she says that uh, they are from me. They're not. They don't come as from. No, the kings. they come from her kings. Like oh, she's really? written a letter for their nieces. You know? Oh wow! So she writes a letter to the kings exactly. to get something for her exactly. grandchildren. That's what we do. Yeah. Oh wow, that's really interesting. So then, so so when you give gifts, it doesn't say from no. mum. No, it no says way. from the king. Exactly. Always, always, all gifts. always. Yeah. See, this is the difference. For us, it it all comes supposedly from the three kings. (laughs) And do you do anything like we have uh, when Santa arrives to our house? So he comes through the terrace and last year we put some footprints and Oscar had left some carrots out for the reindeers and um, a little cake for Santa. Mm -hmm. So do you do anything like that with the kings? I use something, I don't know what it's called in English, it's called serrin. It's like tiny pieces of wood, like mm, dust. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we put that like all over the floor too and we also like well for the three kings we also put like well like food and drink for them you know like a cup of yeah, um, yeah. water wine cava in yeah, Catalonia yeah. of Cava's course great. Mm-hmm. and some people give them turron polvorones mandarins whatever you mm-hmm. know I don't I'm not that generous those little things I think are the key to like keeping the magic you know yeah definitely <gasps> And yeah, that's right. They stepped in here. Oh, I think I heard a noise. You know, mm-hmm. that's really important to keep it going. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Thank you very much for telling me all about Christmas. I am a little bit more clued up. It's just something I want to make sure that we embrace as much as exactly. we can. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go back and talk about your pregnancies and birth. Yay! How was it this time? It was okay. It was it was quite good actually. Yeah. Pregnancy felt good. You yeah. felt positive. I mean, the healthy. first the first three months are hell, of course, because you're so tired, so so tired that you just want to like go in bed and wake up <laughs> like three months later. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, I want like. Oh, darling. Um, apart from the tiredness and the nausea, apart from that, it's fine. But that kind of gets all, I mean, all the time. I also had like an ear infection, like when I was like six weeks pregnant or something. And um, that made me be in bed rest because I, I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't take any medication, whatever. But I've forgotten all about that. Um, <laughs> you do very quickly forget about <laughs> yeah. all of the pregnancy stuff, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, quickly. I, I think that might be why people have so many. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, every time I'm giving birth, I'm like, I'm not going through this ever again. Do um, you say that? Yeah. So, but then um, you're here again doing it two years later. Exactly. I make big children. I mean, they all weigh over five kilos. So. <gasps> okay, so now we've got to talk about births. Yeah. How do you get five kilo babies out? Hmm. Pushing. <laughs> Pushing hard. <laughs> So, so you've had five now. Let's go through them. What happened with each one? Okay, I'll try to sum it up. Um, Yaro was a cesarea. He weighed three and six hundred. Mm-hmm. He was the smallest of them all. Um, and how was the recovery and stuff? I was like locked up at home for like one month because it really hurt. And I was like, you know, trying to sleep during the day. <laughs> yeah. Something which I've never done before. <laughs> yeah. But still, it was it was easy. It was okay. And then came Edu. Yay! <laughs> Edu's pregnancy was was okay. Uh, giving birth to him was... Well, they had to use forceps. And because uh, he, he's a big baby, because c- he had a so big head. So was it birth? Yeah, the rest natural. of them have been natural births, but he had a big head. He was pretty big headed. <laughs> <laughs> 
that little guy. And um, yeah, like they wouldn't let me hold the baby when he was born or anything because I started losing loads of blood and they just, I had to go like to a separate room to recover and everything. So that was, that was tough for me. But well, we kind of compensated that with like um, two years of breastfeeding. So well, that was okay in the end. <laughs> you did two years with your second. Yeah, with the first one only for one, then Edu two, with Blanca two and a half and with the two and a half too. Wow. So yeah. Strong breastfeeding uh, effort. <laughs> yeah. So I've been breastfeeding for like eight years and a half, non-stop. Wow. Yeah, that's something that I'm quite proud of. <laughs> yeah, you should be. It's amazing. So, and then mm-hmm. what happened with the next? Now, Blanca was the hardest of them all because I was in bed rest for seven months. Why? Um, because um, on week 13, I had like it started bleeding and I had like a little mm, hole in my placenta. So I was like losing like amniotic liquid. Oh, God. It's nothing like super dangerous, but they just have to be in bed rest. You know, you're, if you have whatever infection that could be, like, that could mean that you give birth earlier and it would be relieved. So, yeah, I was in bed rest and that was really, really tough. That's something I don't want to go back to ever. Oh, it's awful. I did it as well. You lose. I got so fat. I got fat. So depressed. 20 kilos uh, I put on. I put on 25. Yeah. And, and I, I was just huge. hated having to be so polite because you have to ask for yeah, everything. Yeah, like, can you please do this? Yeah, and, and I just eventually stopped being polite. Well, but it's really <laughs> This bad. is my ch- first child. How did you do this with three? I had to hire someone for a yeah, couple of bet, months to help me because I couldn't move from bed. I would only yeah. go to the toilet and even when I washed my hair, I have long hair, I would have to sit down in the toilet because I, I couldn't like be standing up for so long. That really, for me, really taught me how to accept help as well. It yeah. must have been a, a, a moment of... You have to be humble and just let people help you because you have no other choice basically. Yeah. Yeah, I hated it. I it literally was, hated it. Was it was terrible. My doula said to me at the time that we learn lessons in every pregnancy. Mm-hmm, about that's right. Uh, to how, about, it's a natural thing about how to become a better mother. Mm-hmm. And she said I had to learn how to accept help. And mm-hmm. that's what it was teaching me. It's really nice to think that what happens to you is to, to learn and to make you a better mum in, in the long term. In the long term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because in the short term, it's like hell. <laughs> yeah, really hell. Bloody really yeah. bad. It was really bad months. I mean, it seemed like forever. Yeah. And then she was born. How did it go? And then that that went really smooth and really fast. It was a good birth. Yeah. That kind of made up for the whole pregnancy. Uh, with her, it was fast. I got to like hold her and like get her out of oh, me. Wow. And so that's, that, that that's was... magic to be able to take her out. Yeah. You never forget that feeling. It's like I get goosebumps when I think about it. It's like whoa. It's so animal like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel so, like an animal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really cool. And there. so what happened with um, then, number four? Diego, his pregnancy was really good and. The birth was really bad. I wanted to try a natural birth without like um, a pedal. I was like, I'm gonna make it, and I got like prepared for it. Not too much, but um, well, I had watched like lots of videos, and I had had friends who had had babies like that, and I was like really up for it. And well, they got all messed up, and I ended up having a pedal, which was really sad for me because I didn't want to, and I tried to stay at home as much as possible. When I got to hospital, I was dilated like eight. 
which is quite good <laughs> but like my birth got stuck because i had like a bad midwife who really didn't help me it still makes me sad when i think about Aww. it you know something that i will i will always carry inside of me because i could have done it and she like didn't help me doing it and mm -hmm. i think that she would have behaved in a different way i could have probably done it by myself because we are all made for that i mean you can do it it's just that yeah. nowadays we have the choice do you want like some medication or yeah, not and since options. since you know you have that option then you tend to mm -hmm. go for it but if not you would have your baby anyways yeah. but um he was born and he weighed well, almost five kilos like four thousand and six hundred and fifty wow. so That's he was huge baby. he was pretty well huge done. yeah still well done he, well mean. done man uh, <laughs> even with epidural whatever like <laughs> you've got that baby out of you girl like yeah it doesn't matter like, honestly like the midwife was just, like he was honest, big i'm like people, yeah people want epidurals you know as long as your respect your birth is respected the reason it hurt you was because it wasn't respected exactly is, is it didn't meet my expectations yeah it wasn't your respected choices and and sometimes respected choices cannot work out like you can have to do things you don't want to do mm -hmm. so for this fifth one that's why when i chose to go to a public hospital for the first time because i wanted to try something completely different somewhere where they would respect my choices and they would like it's not... talked about a lot isn't it the difference between the yeah. public and the public yeah. and the private systems yeah. yeah i mean it's very rare to get like a natural birth in a private hospital mm -hmm. yeah i learned this lesson late but <laughs> i know now but um yeah. so how is this this was long it was painful uh but it was the my my probably my best birth Yay. still yeah congratulations I felt, thank you i felt respected on my choices which is what matters to me yeah because i think that no matter what your choices are you have to feel that you have to feel that you're respected and you're not better or worse because you choose this or that but you have to feel that you're not treated as if you were like a number or a yeah. a little girl you know i hate how or they treat you yeah i mean no rush whatsoever mm. and hello it's my fifth child i kind of know a little of what's going on you know so um i want to i want certain things and i'm very sure about that and i i don't want other things you know yeah so um this time like i felt i chose that i wanted a pedal i wasn't like led to it like in a bad mm. way well they did let me dilate in like the way i wanted that was in one room with like darkness my own music i had a hot uh, a hot shower which really helped me and then um they did have to like break my waters when that happened that was fast <laughs> that was really fast so then i push two times only and i can tell you that for sure i mean some people say oh i only push once and my baby was born i'm like well i don't believe that but in my case after being dilated for like through so many hours then i did push twice and i had a mirror in front of me which i wanted this time and i pushed once and i saw like oh and, God, I, and i just saw her head i mean well not her i only saw like a rounded thing with like all this black hair <laughs> i was like oh my goodness i mean that was really oof. i'll never forget that man and then i pushed twice and, and she was out and i was literally holding her and like then she was on me for like hours <sighs> this little like hot thing disgusting little mm. thing covered in vernix you know but still like hot and so like animal like ah oh, that felt good man yeah i bet it reminds yeah. me of both of mine <laughs> It's a, it's a, an amazing moment, isn't it? So Very how many hours? 
think eight hours. Eight hours. So it, yeah. it was long. It, it was long, long, but then fast at the end. And that's pretty Congratulations. much about it. Congratulations. <laughs> and so we are one month into Rothio's uh, gorgeous life. I can't believe it, man. And are you thinking about doing it again? Uh, I always say I'm not. But probably in two years' time, I'll be changing my mind. But I think basically again. you just get set, you feel sexy again, and then yeah. you just. And my have sister, a baby. she was warning me. She was like, "You're too sexy now," and I'm like, "Don't say that." And she's like, "You're gonna get pregnant." I'm like, "No, I'm not." And then I was, and I was like, "You were right." So let me ask you a question: How are you getting pregnant? Are you getting pregnant easily? Are you trying to get pregnant, or are you just not using contraception? Um, I get pregnant very easily. Mm-hmm. I am lucky. We use natural methods, which many people haven't heard of. <laughs> Don't you love? Sorry, Sorry carry on. <laughs> um, well, like I measure my temperature, like mm-hmm. the, mm, my temperature in the morning. I also look at, mm, this is a bit disgusting to talk about. But like, <laughs> Go for it. My, um, my vaginal... Oh, discharge. Discharge, is that what you yeah, call the, it? Yeah, the liquid that comes out. Yeah, the discharge. Moco. It's yeah, called moco, moco yeah. in Spanish. I'm like an expertise in um, seeing in what my discharge... hygiene. Exactly. <laughs> it's a bit disgusting, but... Um, so that's how you've not or had children or had children. Exactly, exactly. And it's worked. Yeah, I mean, if you follow it, it's pretty uh, effective, but you have to be really, really like disciplined about yeah. it. And I think that people should know it more because some... But it some... has but it has successfully not got you pregnant as well. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like you've successfully protected yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, and even Whilst that... having sex or, or you just avoid sex during certain times of the month? No, I ha- we have had to avoid sex like in, in long periods during the month it's a big sacrifice i mean i'm not going to say it's easy but it's effective and it's natural no second that's just what it is side effects this is like cheap you only need a piece of paper and a pencil basically or a pen whatever and it doesn't cost it just requires patience you should should definitely write a blog about that i I will because i'm talking to a specialist on this topic and we're going to do something together you should yeah yeah and yeah people don't know about it so um so how long have you been blogging um well when edu was born my heart child (laughs) because i was just so crazy i was like i need to write about what i'm going through because it was my only way to like open myself to the world yeah that's when i started writing about anything talking about how overwhelmed i was about what i carried in my bag about anything i think only my mom read me by that time (laughs) but it was a good timing because that was when most of the maternity bloggers started in spain yeah at least in catalonia so what year was that that was 2011. I've always maintained my blog during these maternity years, even though there have been times like when I was in bed rest where I didn't really feel like writing at all. I mean, I was mm. in such a bad mood all the time, <laughs> of course. But uh, I've kind of kept it, kept it here and there, and um, it's gotten professional over the years. And I've like invested on it, on my own like knowledges of how to improve, on like a better website, collaborations, and everything. And um, for me, it's a way to like mm, keep like connected to the adult world and to the like professional world since I'm a journalist. So I get to write about my feelings and about everything. Um, it's a bit more sponsored at the moment 
government more sponsored yeah, that I would like with, to. You link with sponsors that yeah, use your with audience. brands that want to like advertise something. Yeah, but um, and then you've got an audience of mothers and families that mm-hmm. appreciate particular brands, and that so, must help with, with the massive family. It does help because uh, sometimes I get paid for it. Sometimes I get paid in products or services. Yeah, which is stuff that I would buy for myself, or sometimes I wouldn't. But it's just nice to go to like yeah. a theater or like for the whole family or eat out which is something we wouldn't be able to afford what do you blog about what what inspires you i like that question because everything inspires me i mean <laughs> i am i'm a journalist like i have this this thing that we get inspired by everything everything around us like any any anything that happens is an, a source of inspiration things that i don't have enough time to put it all down but i have like too much inspiration really i wish i could write about all the things that happen in my life but i i can't mm, but for me like instagram has really opened like a window for me because um, it's quick blogging it's very fast it doesn't require me sitting down and actually you know putting mm-hmm. you know turning on my computer and writing down it enables me to just express my feelings um in a very fast way yeah so that that so have you found really that like you're that. on instagram more than you're doing a blog now yeah definitely yeah i mean right now i'm only i mean I, i've thought about closing my blog many times because the effort i put on on a post is it's not worth it mm. i mean if you just write um a copy that goes within the picture or you just write uh, just record a random story which is what people like the most yeah uh you get way more feedback than when you blog so it's like why do i do this for yeah yeah so i i'm on my phone too much are you oh hell yeah yeah okay so how do you yeah do you have any techniques no i'm not who to talk about this because i i suck at it i mean um the thing that for me i i i kind of live from this you know Mm. because everything i have is here my agenda my everything and when my husband he he's like constantly telling me off i'm like yeah but i i work with this you know so it's difficult to separate one thing from another The, the problem behind this is that they see that you have other priorities that it's not them I know that's my that's my biggest concern is that Sam he can see I am not listening or not paying attention and he'll go and put his hand in the soil in the plants because and he knows he shouldn't do that but he knows that that gets my attention and I'll put down my phone and I'll pick him up and I'll say no 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 and then I'll probably play with him for a minute which is why he does it and then I and I think to myself this is really bad and the amount of mums that are on Instagram all of us I think pretty much 99% of moms struggle with this it's difficult because you get so distracted and then one thing leads to another one and then you're just like completely carried away and you're like and you're like how am i still on my phone and there's a little toddler wandering around it's it's really hard i've got so much guilt about that yeah so much guilt same yeah i'm terrible you've got no methods (laughs) no because I, i should be learning methods i mean but it's like an addiction though. It is. It's, it's not like addiction. an addiction. It is a freaking addiction. It's yeah. really bad and it gets worse and worse. So I the next stage, I asked some real mums about what they would like to ask a Spanish mum who had five kids who lived here in Barcelona. So the first question is, how do you stay sane? 
How do I what? Stay sane. I'm not that sane. Look at me. (laughs) No, I think that, and this is something that I have learned throughout the years, practicing whatever sport or doing whatever that you like and you enjoy uh, and that gives away like adrenaline is something that keeps you sane and is good for you and your children. In my case, I found that out a bit late, but better late than never. And I started doing Thumba, which I really like. And um, I'm going to start doing that on January. No matter what my pelvic floor is like, I don't care. Just once a week. Just once a week, one hour a week from 9 to 10 p.m. It's late. I know it's really, you know, a pain in the ass. But um, it gives me like this energy that I need, you know. It makes me so happy. Be careful of your pelvic floor. I know, but I use this like vaginal umbrella. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because I've had like problems with my pelvic floor, like, like you can imagine, after five children. Yes. And I shouldn't be practicing Thumba at all because it's not good for my pelvic floor. But there's something that you put on and it's like an umbrella, like a, like a Tampax pretty much. All right. And then when you put it on, it's like it opens up and then like whatever impact you have, it kind of like okay. a fake pelvic floor. For me, practicing Thumba is like the best in the world and you ever. you have to do what's good for your brain as well as so, your body. So uh, in my case, uh, I'm so happy afterwards that no matter if my, what my pelvic floor is... <laughs> I just need it. So um, in my case, Thumba helped me to keep sane. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Good, good uh, advice. Uh, lots of people commented, I want to know this as well. Okay, so um, what is a decent income to keep up the household? You don't have to share your own income, but what you think that people need here in Barcelona to get by with a big household of kids? Well, that's it's difficult to, <laughs> to respond to that because it depends on, on so many things. Like we all have different expectations on everything in life and we all have different priorities. Uh, me and my, well, my husband and I, we have, we know what our priorities are. And like for us, like the education of our children is really like a main topic for us. Mm-hmm. And we like invest more, most of our, our income in that because we think it's worth it. But some people may think it's better to travel a lot or to, eat out or to buy certain types of clothing mm-hmm. or to whatever but um of course i'm not gonna say it's cheap to maintain a, a family or a big family i can't say like in like a concrete amount of money because it, it depends on on, on mm. what's decent income for you or what you want to divide it into i'll say it's not cheap like people think that i have many children because i i have loads of money and it's like well i don't know what to invest it in so oh, i'm gonna keep on having children yeah good investment um no it doesn't work like that for us we i mean we cover we hardly cover our expenses but we've chosen to live this way i mean we could be better off with two children only but we've chosen to like not have money for other things and have children instead like i said we don't go on holidays uh anywhere besides from like seeing my parents or we cannot spend like money on eating out for us it's i mean it's what works for us you know for us it works like this but i wouldn't say we're financially all right that i mean we are struggling you should be saving but i told my husband there's no saving at this stage you know when we're spending so much i mean whoever can save well done for them but that's not our case yeah with one income only yeah we're surviving which is not bad thank you for answering <laughs> horrible income questions but no i think worries. it's i think it's I think if you want to have lots of children, it's the one thing that worries you, obviously. 
There's lots of people that want to do this and want to have big families. And the idea of financially becoming even more unstable or even more stretched is really is really worrying. But I mean, can you see a big financial difference between having two and five? Not really. I mean, it, for us, it depends on the school mostly. I mean, paying each child like their school thing is, is expensive. But if not for that, I wouldn't see much of a difference. Because, you know, with the clothes and everything, you've already invested in all their stuff, you know? It's just the education mainly, I think. Uh, the next one is, how does she make life work? Does she have one nap time or quiet time for all? Is cooking difficult? Well, when my husband is at home on the weekends, he likes to cook and he also cooks with the children, which I don't. I mean, I prefer cooking on my own. <laughs> I'm more efficient this way. With the cooking, I do really simple stuff. I plan our, our menus like weekly. I don't like to improvise with that because I can do that once, but not every day when you have a family you have to really it makes you be organized and well i'm the oldest of seven so i'm already organized myself right and what was the, the other one was other nap time i mean on the weekends we all i mean we force them to have a nap all of Everyone's them yeses. it's compulsory i mean it's not like, oh i want to i don't no no you have to i mean no choice even at eight years old yeah yeah even if he wants to just read in his bed yeah doesn't matter they've got to sleep i mean i think it's necessary to like take a rest in the middle of the day so on the weekends that's like you know safe <laughs> Not time for all of us. Okay, the next one is, do you feel that you have enough time for each child? No, no. Do I you mean, have mommy girl? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we all do. I mean, I think that even if you only had one child, you would still feel guilty that you cannot give him all what you wanted. And if you divide that up in five, then of course, then I wish I could have more time for each of them. Like, not just quality time, but like quantity time too, mm. you know? But I mean, you have to accept that the day's got 24 hours, you got two arms and five children, and you can do what you can do. And what you can, you just can't. I mean, okay, it may sound a bit rational, but I mean, I think that we... I mean, ourselves, we want to do too much as women. We're very, like, we want to do it all. And we want to do it perfectly. And we want to do it right now, you know? And you have to, like not be so strict on yourself because that only harms you and you can't do it all I mean mm. of course I mean I still feel guilty sometimes but it's not the kind of guilt that doesn't let me like go on with my life you know I just accept that it's that only happened to me when I went from the first to the second child I mean I don't feel so guilty anymore of course I wish I could spend more time with them but I know I just can and that's it you know do you think it's like a, a, a realization or a change well also when you have more children they're not alone you know that even though you're not with this one then he's gonna be with his brother or sister so he's not like alone you know mm. when you have five children it's not like you have five times as much work you just do less but you supervise more yeah you know you're not physically running after each child because you just can't and you wouldn't do it anyways but you're, you have to you become a supervisor you know yeah yeah you're like <laughs> a boss you know so you just have to like Tell everyone what to do, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because with your first, you I found so many. You have activities. to entertain yeah, him like all the time. I'm not I was doing music on Mondays and art exactly. on Tuesdays, and like, and then with Sam, it's like, oh, they're just kind of playing together. <laughs> exactly. You're not an entertainer as yeah, a mom. Yeah. You're a supervisor. Yeah. Someone else asked, mm -hmm. how do you find a balance or loving time for yourself and your partner? During the first months, it's it's always difficult to adjust 
adjust, you know, and have like, because every time you have a new baby, it's like everything like that used to work is like a puzzle that needs to like fit in. But once that is done, then, <laughs> well, I mean, my husband is always, always up for whatever. Um, I'm not. I think, I think uh, you can tell him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but I also have a say in on yes, this, you know. Yes, of course. Um, I'm usually tired and we we are the ones who usually have a headache or are tired. Or the thing is that I think maternity consumes us so much that for us it's difficult to like become a woman and like... Yeah, there's a really big separation you know, from it's parenting like, to you wouldn't want to, sexy mom. You would only <laughs> want to be a mom, but you also have your, your, you know, to get back your old life as a woman and mm. be recognized as who you are for yourself, not whoever's mom, you know? But um, I think I think it's just more how do you make time? I mean, you've got so many children. In my case, it's my thing to do that. Because if it were my husband, he would probably not do anything. But I think that it's important to have like marriage time together. Yeah, I think that's And that's why I women. insist on it. Even though I'm super tired. And I can tell you, I'm knackered. Like, I've been knackered for the past, what, yeah. <laughs> 80 years? <laughs> but I am the one who thinks this is important. And I try to, like, once a month, I try to go out. I always say, you know, George and I came first. You know, we came before the kids. Exactly. It's like... Make sure that that Even stays. though you you think that you only love these creatures more than anything in the world, he was first, and yeah. one day they will eventually go, mm-hmm. and you'll be alone with your husband, and you gotta know him, and you gotta know what he's been up to for the yeah. past it's years. It's so easy to go for such long stretches of time without time over a table, just the two of you talking. Yeah. And when you do, you feel so good about it too. It's also like going to the gym, you know, <laughs> going out with your husband is just as good as going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's about the way it makes you feel afterwards isn't it it does feel good afterwards like if i fight with him or we just have like some exchange some harsh words whatever then i feel bad afterwards Mm. and i'm like "Hmm, there's something not going right you know i feel bad i I really do but if i'm fine with him then everything else is fine and i think your children see that especially when they get older you know it's important (laughs) for them to see that mom and dad are a team and they are together seriously and especially for them now and the future they need to know that there's like a there's a good base like you know like they're stable like they're safe like they will be looked after yeah yeah and it's you know what i mean it's really important that the that the home feels safe and secure exactly because the world out there i mean anything can happen out there but if they're fine at home then they will feel like strong and confident yeah i've got just a couple more questions to finish the interview the Go first ahead. is, if there's one piece of advice that you could offer a new mum in Barcelona, what would it mm. be? I would say trust your instincts. I mean, I think we live in this society with where our instincts have been like mm, shut down, basically. And you only need to listen to yourself. I mean, we're wiser than we think, you know. You actually know what's better for your children, but you need to like stop listening to everybody's advices and just concentrate on yourself. Like, what would you say if this happened to you? How would you react to that? And you probably have the right answer within you. You only yeah. have to listen to it. That's good. <laughs> for parents adding their second or more child to the family what would you tell them don't be afraid like go for it it's not such a big deal seriously people think too much you know um of course you, you can't do things without thinking it's, having a child is an important decision i'm not gonna say it's like whatever but we shouldn't try to keep everything like perfect in our lives like just be a little mad and you know if you want to have a child have it you know 
Mm. People do put things off, don't they? Yeah. People put things off till till everything's perfect. When I travel enough, when I have the right job, when I'm thin, whatever, you know, and it's like that perfect time, it may never come, you know, just Mm -hmm. if you want a child, go for it now, you know. Seriously, I mean, my children have, have, not all of them have come like in the best timing ever, but still, I I wouldn't regret it. They have been the best thing in my life. So that's great advice as well, just just to relax and allow your family to grow and and so i suppose my final question is do you think there might be a sixth (laughs) um never say never (laughs) (laughs) maria thank you so so much for coming and chatting to me today and thank you rothio for coming and being the best baby ever (laughs) thank you so much it's been great (laughs) thanks for inviting me lucy that's a pleasure That was the interview. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, subscribe on iTunes for all future episodes. All the links can be found on omotherbarcelona.com. Follow us and get involved on Instagram and Facebook at omotherbarcelona. And again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day.